Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a science here to make things make sense. Today we're talking about feeling tired. Do you always feel tired? Because I kind of do. We're going to be going over the top sort of backed research tips around feeling more energized and less lethargic during the day, as well as getting into sleep deprivation and what that does to your body and brain. Happened to me on Sunday. Mm. Felt awful. It truly, um, truly impacts you. That's happy for sure. Pride. Happy Pride, <laughs> it's y'all. Our first June Pod. Pride 2022. <laughs> <laughs> and we're actually going to get a Pride this year, right? So it's been two years since Pride happened in Toronto. Yeah. Because of the pandemic. And I think Ever it's one of the of biggest it? prides in the world, right? One Toronto's. Of, yeah. It is. Like millions of people go to it. Whenever I go to that parade, I'm like, whoa, damn. Like, this is. Wild Santa Claus parade found dead. Yeah, it actually scares me. Like I, I, it's so cute and I love the parade, but I'm so claustrophobic that any I go and I always regret it because I'm just like smothered by people, and then just like trying to get one glimpse of like a cute little like group of people walking down. That's like parents who support my queer kids and like then i cry but then the whole time i'm just like panicked because i'm like i'm gonna die down here <laughs> and on really some years it's so hot that people faint and pass out and stuff. it's so hot i mean it is like an early july weekend in toronto mm-hmm. also at that point we've usually gone out thursday gone out friday gone right, out saturday the tail end of pride yeah so it's like you're already like oh have it and now i've learned at 30 mm, who did that the other day? Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, it was Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, we were watching clips of Rosie O'Donnell from 1997. Um, I'm 30, and I can't party more than one night without severely regretting it. So this year, I got to be really careful. And you'll well be sleep deprived at the parade, which is maybe why you're crying and maybe why you're panicking. Oh, yeah. This is going to also tie into today. Like, I'm constantly sleep deprived, even though I'm getting way too many hours of sleep. <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. And it's Pride Month, which I'm always like, wait, is Pride now? Because there's obviously the weekend, but then everyone's partying like the gays know how to party and they're already like pride event and it's like is it pride yeah everything's already a pride event the yeah. yeah the gays know how to like just plan an event and start partying immediately and gay gays know how to spend money so every corpse like it's pride want to buy this like yeah. it's like it is money it is kind of can be so cringy when you see like the big giant corporations or banks and you're just like okay i mean like i guess on one hand fine i'm like i'd rather like, I'm glad they're supporting it. But it is also just like, this is capitalism. And- no, it's absolutely menacing. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually think if there's a graph, like, white gay men probably spend the most money out of everyone in the world. Like, there's probably <laughs> a reason. Also, the Thursday night event we always go to, we're like, we got to go to the TD Bank space. Like, that's the Wait. place to be. Wait. Which one's that? It's the one that always has the top four drag races. Drag oh, race like they bring in the, the queens. What's it called? Starry Night. It's oh, so like fun. out on the green space. Yeah. Oh, green, okay. one of why it's green, oh, the okay. color of TD the Bank. bank. <laughs> they yeah. paint it. They're like, yeah. we're putting all this grass here for our bank stuff. They're like, there are trees here. So green works in that sense. But truly, it is like, hmm, I kind of want to get a new TD debit card. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, do you want to get into what we learned this week? Sure. Oh, I ah! Well, uh, this is obviously sometimes can be your responsibility. <laughs> oh, yeah, which Greg? one is it? Whoa, he just got defense. Well, I'm they- sleep deprived. Which one is it? Uh, this one. Study time. No. no. Oh, great. Oh, what did we learn this week? <laughs> Just you little. see how Greg doesn't even know what button it is. We've been doing he, this podcast for okay. like three years now. Well, to be fair, <laughs> it is tilted towards the other day you. We chat, uh, you are in charge of it. 
Because it's tilted towards you. Okay, but today well, you were going to deal with it, I thought. And sounds like the broom in our house, which you've also never used. Okay, I am in charge of the outdoors, let's say that. The gardens are Fine. glisteningly beautiful, thank you to me, and I sweep the hell out of outside. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh my God, whoa. Uh, are you sleep deprived? I am. Okay, I there we go. I bad sleep last night. Okay, I'm really grumpy. I'm sorry. I'm having a coffee right now. <laughs> okay, you go first. Okay, mine is about... Okay, between... 2017 and 2019 over 1 million youth like people between 14 to 17 that's youth cool yeah or in this case um became daily nicotine or tobacco users Mm. um Mm. mostly attributed to vaping which is more than like ever so more people are now like smoking this uh Obviously, it's nicotine. They were saying tobacco a lot in the study, but I was like, if you're vaping, it's probably not tobacco. Um, They said it's the the rate of increase hasn't been seen since the 90s before they introduced like tobacco control measures across America. Oh my God, it's happening. Which also, tobacco control measures are not nearly as intense in America because I was with some American friends and telling them about how packaging in Canada is like, you see like really intense health conditions, like people's mouths like degrading or like, you know what I mean? Like heart like gross hearts and stuff or lungs and they were like what they couldn't even believe me i was like yeah when you buy a pack of cigarettes here like you often see that on that and And one of the um packages that's popular i see it all the time at the beach is i swear it is olivia rodrigo's face (laughs) with her mouth it's not olivia rodrigo just a (laughs) lookalike and her mouth open and the most disgusting (gasps) teeth (laughs) it's like and so it's like it's like young girl with nasty teeth and it's like olivia rodrigo Uh um and they couldn't believe that i was like in canada you have to be like 10 meters away from every building to smoke like every public building and you can't see cigarettes you have to ask them they're always hidden behind like polyester plastic like weird doors yeah. <laughs> yeah if you go to a convenience store you're not allowed to see cigarettes you have to specifically ask for them to be like to get <laughs> but them. i bet jewels are out front and center that might be an issue oh yeah no and that's been and i know in canada they've implemented a lot more rules around like tastes and flavors and how you can't have those things anymore um overall they said cigarette smoking has decreased mm-hmm. but overall nicotine consumption has gone up a lot and wow. two-thirds of those new users are between 14 to 17 so it is the nicotine that like you know what i mean that's the drug it's yeah. the addictive part so they've just realized and they get it in you a lot of them have increased nicotine in their products so people mm-hmm. are getting more addicted like when vapes yeah. first came out i think it was more like light version and it was meant to be like to help you quit smoking but now it's like a product in and of itself and i was reading like anecdotal accounts of how like teenagers can't like it's also like when you would smoke a cigarette you have to light it you have to like go somewhere light it and then put it out but a vape you can just like anytime yeah. you feel like having it you just pull it out so there's a chance that you're actually smoking it more often and creating like a more frequent habit of course people who smoke cigarettes also get extremely addicted but and they think there was obviously that period of time where this was encouraged because it was quote-unquote healthier than cigarettes because of all the other stuff in cigarettes but now maybe we have to like everything progress the science and the regulation to be like okay wait and we're realizing (laughs) like more health uh disadvantages not to say it's worse than smoking cigarettes but there's different problems that are now arising and the fact that it's such a young generation like people in our age gap are like not vaping it's how i know if you're gen z at a bar yeah true i honestly am like i like if like you know like you're talking to some guy and he whips out a jewel pen i go okay wow okay so how old are thine and then usually a little 24 23 pops out even this weekend we were like partying and this guy came in with a vape pen i was like he must be younger ask the age he's way younger he's 14 yeah no what we were partying no i'm sorry i I just was like Oh my god, he was not. 14. No, I was saying like the studies, like they're so young. When oh they're smoking. yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm just like it is uh, sort of very interesting. Like we are too old for it. I do know. Yeah. If, I know people our age who jewel, but it and is people our age who do smoke cigarettes. Yeah, too, yeah, right? yeah. We have lots of friends who smoke. So cigarettes. that is a little bit menacing because it's like what young people do, and I can imagine as a parent you're like fearful because it's new and it's and it's way bad. easier to hide. Like you don't smell the same way that if you're smoking. And I think even like teachers in classrooms, like this was on a Reddit thread about this um, study, were just being like, kids can do it in the class and get away with it. Oh my God, they just huff it back. Just like quickly on it. Oh, I have seen that. The subtle, like on transit, just like, Mm -hmm. yeah, just like a quick second. Whereas a cigarette is like, creates so much combustion, everyone's nose. I also the vape pen i've brought it up i threw out my vape pen once i ran out of the weed oil this is a weed pen because it is the same thing it was like oils i'm 
so easily stoned. Like because it's like it's I don't so have to accessible. light it. I yeah. don't have to like pack it. Even like our it's original vape has to head. heat up yeah. weed, whereas that one was just like an oil. Oh my god, so fast and, and it was oh, it was slay mama. <laughs> it was intense. Okay, wow, that's uh, too bad for society. A little disturbing. <laughs> yeah. It just means oh, they're going to have to implement. Mine's also about something bad for society. Okay. Um, so it's that white-tailed deer get COVID. and Oh, get... I think I saw a headline about that. Yeah, so they like all got COVID right now. Oh my it's gosh. Wow. So first of all, this is a North American thing. In North America, for every 10 people, there's a white-tailed deer. Okay, wow. So like, wow. There's, so what are we saying? There's like 400 million North Americans, so... Is there? Well, I mean, America, do doesn't America have like North Americans? Well, I guess you got to include Mexico. Oh, you're There's right. way I was more of than America, that. and then I was like, Canada basically doesn't add anything to that. But you're right. Mexico I think this like adds a lot I mean, money. considering this was from Nature Magazine, which is British, they said one for every 10 people. So I'm like, are they talking about the world? Because there's deer everywhere. Uh, they might have meant deer. Okay. Anyways, other deer also get COVID, but we're talking about white-tailed deer is what this study was on. So they kind of have the similar ACE2 receptor, which was like, okay weird <laughs> because i don't know it's not like you know like a chimpanzee where i'm like i see myself in your right. disposable thumbs yeah it's like no we are related and they think that omicron became and evolved what it was by leaving humans going into an animal and coming back into humans so it's Ooh. a it's a serious concern yeah that because it's like will allowing it, will it mutate more yes. in other animal populations in particular the deer for sure and then also they I thought this was kind of cute, but it's like they give it to each other nose to nose. <laughs> like they, I mean, that's like, probably how a lot of humans give it to each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, they are, but there's just something cute about and like interesting about them doing it. They're not necessarily like dying on mass, obviously, because I think maybe people would be more aware of that. Yeah. But they're they're like studying them and being like, oh my god, they have the virus wow. in them. And the worry is that it could switch to cattle, <laughs> and then it's just sort of like that, you know, with these new variants. BA4 and BA5, similar things where it's not more, um, it's more contagious, sorry, but right. not necessarily people are dying more, but that could be the vaccines mm -hmm. more than anything else. But it's just like, yeah, we now have to sort of continue to obviously live our lives, but be aware that these viruses are now entering animal populations that we are living in close proximity with, that there are many of. Yeah. So scientists are just, you know, constantly studying this and just a little worried about the white-tailed mm. deer getting it. I mean, it's just weird because it's like we're facing this really intense situation still and still worried about the future of it. But, you know, and it's and so weird. It's and, and to think that like the last major pandemic was like 100 years ago. But now we're like freaking out that we're going to have like all oh, like this pandemic's going to last forever and like keep muting. Like, I, I don't know. It freaks me out. But then I'm like, I try to stay calm because who knows? Of course, I'm happy all these scientists are researching this and looking yeah. into this to get ahead of it for if and when it happens. Yeah. But there's this part of me that's just like, I hope like, you know, by next year, we'll still be talking about it, but probably hopefully just like less and less and less each year. I know. It really is that like so much of science research night right now is still so focused on it, which is mm -hmm. good. Yeah, that is a good thing. But it's it's hard to not when you do our job constantly think about it. And you do see when you're around people how people have moved on in many ways. Mm hmm it's interesting. There's a disconnect between like the science community's awareness of it and the population, which is totally understandable this late into it. Yeah. Also, this time of year is like when we've been conditioned in Toronto to sort of enjoy yourself yeah, because go, yeah. you can be outside and see people and, exactly. and the cases are lower. The cases Although are lower. Like, actually, well, at least in America, they're like blasting up again. Yeah, it's the BA4, <laughs> BA5 variants. And also, um, last year, I forgot that we were so locked down. There was no pride. Mm -hmm. And so when our summer came along, there was like five cases a day in Ontario and stuff because, yeah. they, because of the strict lockdown that was currently, we would have been in right now. Yeah. But that's not happening. So it's, it's, it's fascinating, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy that people aren't as scared and are able to move on in many ways. But... Yeah, there's still yeah, and there still are people who are getting getting very sick. So it's it is like a hard balance for everyone. Not everyone. I don't know what to say. I'm just like yeah, I get yeah. why some people are still scared, and there's still lots of people who are like immunocompromised and still wanting to be really safe. Because yeah. like it's even scarier now that they have to deal with the populations where it's spreading even faster and more than before. And the deer have it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, let's get into some sleep science that I need. We're both tired. <laughs> 
Thanks to our friends at Mel Science for sponsoring this podcast. Here at Side Note, we love Mel Science. Mel Science is a subscription service that offers monthly science boxes, such as malchemistry, STEM, physics, coding, and med, which combines hand-on experiments with VR and AR technologies to engage kids in studying science. Our nieces and nephews are obsessed with these boxes, and I love it too, especially when I'm babysitting, as it keeps their little brains busy, and I can join in and have some fun myself. They're breaking the stereotype that science is boring, difficult, or only for certain types of people. And here at Side Note, we're all about making science accessible and fun for everyone. Science is about exploration, experiments, discovery, and asking questions, all of which comes naturally to children. And that's why Mel Science is great. Use promo code SIDENOTE for 60% off the first month of any Mel subscriptions, or just click the link in the description, which already contains the promo code. This promo code has a one month time limit, so act fast and start having fun with science. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Study time. Study time. Study time. I, in true fashion of any time we make content about anything, it affects our lives extremely. And I am so tired today. This is my third coffee, which I actually never do. Third? And I'm literally going over my notes of like, <laughs> I'm going to talk about caffeine and why. Like, I shouldn't be doing this right now. Um, but sometimes you got to do it. And yeah, I manifested this into my life for no good reason. We went to bed so early last night yeah. and then, like could have gotten nine hours of sleep. And I feel like I got under six, which for me under six. Oh my God. I know a lot of people out there like have that happen on a regular basis. But I, if I get under six, it's like game over. <laughs> we were watching La Rosie O'Donnell reruns late mm-hmm. tonight and it is so <laughs> good that we were kind of like, it jacked us up and we were yeah. both like, we can't do, you do think this that before actually bed. Happened? Like it, it did. I was, I was so tired at like 9 PM. Yeah. And then by 10 30, when we were like getting ready for bed, I was like, I'm never been more amped in my life. <laughs> I know. Don't watch Celine Dion interviewed by Rose O'Donnell and <laughs> LOL. Ah, Greg was literally just like, these are my two biggest like influences in my life yeah. on camera together. What a beautiful moment. I was so sleep deprived yesterday. I fell asleep at 5.30 a.m. on Saturday night after lying in bed. I didn't stay out late. I watched the sun come up. I couldn't sleep. That rarely happens to me. So yesterday, again, why this podcast is happening, I felt that feeling, that sleep deprivation. I was, it was like a hangover. Like, And I kind of didn't, it was interesting. I was like, this. it's sad. But I was like, this day's a write-off. Like, there's no point in trying to feel happy. Right. You just got to kind of make it through until you can yeah. get a better sleep. And I did, um, it was my nephew's birthday. It was so cute and fun. And I got to go to the birthday party and kind of help out. And that was helpful because the kids were so cute. And what it made me realize is that being a parent is so intense because you lose so much sleep. But it, there is something about it that's energizing because you have to be. Yeah, there's no choice. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, when you're on a film shoot or probably doing any job where it's like the day is something crazy. And yeah. even if you're tired, it's like, even if you have four hours left, you just have to keep going. Yeah, I think a lot stuff of stuff and stuff and stuff. And a lot of people who probably don't get that much sleep have probably very stressful or busy lives that kind yeah. of keep them they, going. Because yeah, I think that is the case. I don't think most like, yes, there are small genetic um, sort of like mutants that can survive on like four hours of sleep. It's like a very <laughs> small population. Um, but I think most people who are getting that much sleep are not doing it by choice, would choose to sleep more 
Although you condition yourself, like there are times when you just get so used to waking up and going to bed yeah. at the same time that they might feel it. But there was a um, study I read that said it takes six years for new parents to get back onto the sleep cycle of prior oh, to kids. Oh, no. Like that's the thing that makes me most scared about having kids. Well, they said obviously there's a I gradual, sw- there's a gradual shift back. It was only based on surveys. So it was only based on them asking them. So it wasn't like a solid fact. You know what I mean? Right. It was asking, how do you feel like your sleep has altered at this point in life, at this point in life? And for all of six years, both parents, but more of the um, people with vaginas, the women who had the baby, were more impacted. Self-serving, though. You know what I mean? Self-serving? Oh, self Like, it's like there was no, yeah, there was no... um, Yeah, but that's all, like... To be honest, in my mind, like cognitive abilities, one thing that you need to test, but like sleepiness, like how you perceive yourself to be is kind of all that matters. Like if you, it's like pain. It's like, if I tell you I'm the most tired I've ever been, I don't care if you can measure that my body's performing more, like better than before. It's like, no, I feel tired. Mm. And to me, that's what I want to even talk about today. I'm actually making a video that will hopefully be like a super guide to like the top research and expert backed things you can do to be less tired because do you consider yourself a tired person no like i think you yeah you come off to me as somebody who has energy every day it's not like you're always on your a game but i for so much of my life just was like every day be like oh my god i'm always tired like Mm -hmm. literally not only just waking up would i be tired but like through the day i'd like i can barely function my brain's not working and so i feel like i've spent like years literally trying like yeah. reading books trying things going to sleep tests in like um finding out if i have like sleep apnea or any other conditions and i despite being extremely tired today i think overall <laughs> i am so much less tired like of course i have huh, bad yeah. days and weeks and months but I don't consider myself a tired person in the same way I used to. We also have a very privileged job. Thank you all so much. Make sure you tell your friends and family to subscribe <laughs> to Side Note by ASAP Science. And that we We'd don't, like to keep sleeping in. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that's why I say that I'm not that tired. And if I think back when I was a teacher and I my life was, I would have probably said, yes, mm-hmm. I am a tired person. Because I was being forced to get up at 530 so regardless of how my night went the night before, there was a lot of days where I was like, I'm exhausted because I've yeah. worked late and now I'm getting up at 5.30 and I have to get up at 5.30. Right. So what I think I realize now is that in order to get my like more than seven hours, I can because if something happens that night, I can keep pushing my alarm back mm-hmm. uh, right. to you, get it. You have the flexibility of like, I didn't sleep. I couldn't yeah. sleep for three hours. Okay, I can push. Yes. Unless we, you know, every now and then we have a meeting, but especially during the pandemic, yeah. it's like, we didn't have to be anywhere. Yeah, we yeah. just could sleep in. And I think that like, because looking at my baby nephew, they need like something crazy. Like the amount of hours mm-hmm. per day. Like 13 hours. Yeah. Something. And then it goes down right. as you age. And they sort of say that adults need more than seven hours. So I kind of always just try and get more than seven hours. Mm. And then apparently it actually even decreases what I read as you get even older. Well, okay. So Is let's that talk true? about how much I feel like you would you know this more than okay. me. So how many hours do you actually need? It is a question that I think is important to talk about because a lot of people yeah. don't even have a sense of that. And I don't yeah. think I really knew what is the right answer. And there has to not be one. Is there? There's definitely not one, but there certainly is like a normal distribution. You know what I mean? Like most people, yeah. they say, need seven to nine hours. And that's actually... The WHO, I read that today. What? They said seven to nine hours. Probably. Well, that is like what every sleep research comes back mm-hmm. with. It's like that's when people seem to be optimized. Some people need more. Some people need less. Mm-hmm. But chances are you're one. You probably are somebody and you probably are probably somebody. Human. You're probably sentient human if you're listening I to this. I wonder bots watch and listen to this. <laughs> I'm not joking. There's Hopefully like you're somebody. enjoying my AI machine. Yeah. Um, but seven to eight, nine hours with eight kind of being the magical number. Um in my opinion, that's also because like a sleep cycle for most people is an hour and a half. And if oh. you add up and the amount of sleep cycles, you can get to seven and a half hours and you have yes. like half an hour to like go to bed and wake up. And so you get those sleep cycles can wake up rest. I totally remember when back in the day we were doing all our sleep videos, I would remember seven and a half being my alarm because yeah. it was like, that's the perfect REM, <laughs> non-REM sleep cycle. Get, get, get those eyes vibrating and those dreams flowing. Yeah. To me, it is like the eight because I figure oh, it'll take me a little bit of time to fall asleep. It'll yeah. take me, who knows what might happen. I might wake up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom. So, so that might... S- 
design your alarm for eight, assuming you're actually ending up with seven and yeah. a half. But I mean, that is assuming hmm. you can do it on a regular basis because you may have sleep debt. Like if yeah. you're sleeping six hours a night every night because of your job or school or whatever, or just getting like eight hours one night doesn't like reset you. Yeah. And your body also probably will react not great to that because you're so not used to it. Some people say like if I suddenly got 10 hours of sleep, I'll feel more tired that day. Hmm. Like it, I, that's just anecdotal, but I've heard other people say how it can often make you feel more tired because your body adjusts to your lifestyle. Hmm. But it's important to know there are a lot of people who be like, oh, I can get less than seven, less than six, less than five. Even if you feel well, like I know in this podcast and in my video, I'm talking about feeling tired, like hmm. what you want to feel. But so study after study after study just shows you are cognitively impaired if you get less than seven hours of sleep Whoa. To, to your own like baseline. Yeah. So when you sleep eight hours, there's no impairment. That seems to be like optimal. And then when you get more, it doesn't really change much. But under six hours for 10 days straight is being the equivalent of cognitively drunk. So in terms of reaction hey. times, in terms of like how much information you can retain, in terms of how you, like how you can perform in sports, like you are cognitively In drunk. sports? No, sports is not cognitively drunk, but obviously the, your recovery rate for muscle growth and stuff, not cognitive, but impacted by sleep. I need to know that for all the football and plans. Well, they often say, if you talk to even trainers and look online, it's like sleep is one of the most important factors for exercise. Yeah, my trainer told me that if my muscles are going to grow, I have to sleep a lot. And I kind of was like, that's BS. <laughs> honey, if your muscles are going to grow, I know your trainer is definitely like a straight bro. But yeah, he is. He didn't, he didn't say, honey, if your muscles are going to grow. Sweetheart. He was very you mad about sleep. it. But I looked it up and it was because of growth hormone regulation and it he was not wrong like when you're in REM sleep is mm -hmm. when there's a growth hormone release and I was like holy shit he's not mm -hmm. lying to me this straight man ain't lying to me yeah now you have to listen to your own body in terms of how many hours there are statistics that show people who sleep more like there's sometimes it's worse for you but what they've kind of wait worse for you to sleep more like if you go nine hours 10 hours because then you're kind of just like isn't that but, bad for your you're just lying down. no i mean yeah obviously you're ecstatic but i would listen to your own body and what those studies eventually not those studies but i think in meta-analysis they realized that's because people who are sick and have health conditions also sleep more so it's kind of confounded right oh. like people who are sleeping more hours can also be sick or it could just be mixed in with people who just need more sleep generally because of their genetic predisposition that wasn't but it messes up those results because you're like yeah when you're sick you sleep more yeah like when i had covid mm -hmm. see ya and people reality. who have like chronic conditions may need more sleep um and that is one other important thing to note like we're going to talk about things you can do but obviously there are health conditions medical conditions like i found out i have a minor form of sleep apnea it's like there are sometimes reasons that you struggle with energy levels and sleep beyond just like you know like make sure you sleep in a cold environment like that kind yeah. of stuff like you can try all these <laughs> things we're going to talk about but it's like sometimes you need to like search a little deeper with a health professional also marijuana makes me hype and sometimes i'm like oh i'm not tired because if like i ever got tired i just like eat edibles and then i'm you know what i mean sometimes you are like mentioning how you think i'm a more non-tired person although i've been definitely consuming way less weed now in my life but what? i feel like that's like in sort the last of, week you mean no I, in the last month i've been doing good mine is that one week with the vape pen but okay I, it was, it. I was like the vape pen was yeah. another story well so, don't come for me or i'll come for you babe what i do not do that often my little edible king i think i'm gonna have an edible, I think I'm gonna have an edible. <laughs> once oh, a week oh Oh my God! A that, la a uproarious laughter is heard throughout the home. Okay, call me out. What do you think? I do not do it more than once. No, a week. this is not an episode about marijuana, but I'm writing that down, and we will get back to it. Okay. My point is that um, when I think about my energy levels, like I have such high energy, but sometimes I'm like, especially. I just don't allow myself to even feel tired because I'm like, okay, I know what to do here, and I just give myself a drug that makes me feel I, awake. Um, Whereas you, I think, don't do that. Uh, uh, yeah and, and we doesn't and, do that but example. something i noticed or found out recently so we took dna tests recently for like a video we're gonna do yeah we'll talk about that later but on my results it said i'm a highly fatigued person like i have the genetic genetics of somebody who struggles more with energy oh that's cool and i'm curious when your results can come back yeah. to like I presume I it will be different, assume. but it was just like, there is a spectrum and there was like, you know, you're averagely fatigued and then like under average and over average. And I was over average. Wow. Cause it's all I statistics always, and you know. yeah. And genetics, but it's like both your parents have so much energy. 
which is so interesting. And both my parents have so much energy too. And I have found myself a lot more energy in the recent years. Mm. So I think part of it, maybe I'm predisposed, but maybe out. under the right conditions, you can kind of optimize on that. I want to like be careful because obviously some of this stuff is like cringy when it's like, like tech I need bro, to be productive. Uh, yeah, tech bro. No. Why don't you work harder and For make me, more money? It's like I just want to feel better. Like I want to feel like I don't need to sleep all the time. And that I yeah. mean I still love napping. Like I'll have my afternoon slump, which everyone does. It's not about like never feeling tired, but in my main moments of my day, I'm not like non-functioning, which I kind of sometimes used to feel. Yeah. Oh wait, can you just start with some? Some tips. Nah, I'm just like so curious. Okay. So, well, do you want me to go over? So there's three sort of like of the things that not only the research will show is the most major, but I found the most significant, but they're kind of like the biggest changes. Yeah, just do or start with one. some other ones that are more just like, what are you going to do tonight? No, no, no. Big. And okay. then we'll end with what are you going to do tonight? Okay. So they have to stay till the end. And again, share with your friends and family. <laughs> and help them sleep. Uh, okay. The three biggies. Number one, diet. Okay, the three oh. biggies are kind of like annoying because these are things that you have to change over a long period of time. Having one good day of your diet is probably not going to do much. Even Just like a you... healthy diet or is it more specific? So there are some specific tips. I like a lot of sleep researchers and experts like try not to give diet advice because yeah. they're not dietitians, And there's so many different diets that it's not about just this specific diet is the best, but like there are some generalizations like whole food diets tend to leave people with higher energy in studies mm. or higher levels of processed foods make people feel more tired. Like these mm. are things we can kind of probably yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, and more research has found that high sugar and low fiber diets uh, messes up your non-REM sleep quality huh. and results in more awakenings at night. High sugar. And low fiber. Low fiber. So that would be like okay. processed foods yes. as well, right? Yes. Like if you're leaning okay. more into like fast food or candy or chips yeah. and those things, like there's not a lot of fibers, not a lot of nutrients. I always forget about the concept of processed foods, which is obviously something I should not slip my mind because it's so important. <laughs> and it's everywhere. And it's, it's like everywhere. But it's such a nice reminder. Or I don't think about that when I'm eating but it's kind of a cool way to look at what you're eating and being like, mm -hmm. how has this been processed? Like how, what factory, like what, like what did it go through? How much starch had to be obliterated before it got yeah. into this? Or is my body going to obliterate it itself? Cause I'm eating a gosh damn full piece of wheat yeah. or whatever. It's, it's interesting. And I do feel like my diet right now with being vegetarian is more whole. And I kind of never really yeah, thought about how it's, it's harder to... It's probably not just because you're... Like, I think when you, you know, become quote-unquote vegetarian, your brain naturally starts having to evaluate uh, everything you're eating. And actually meat in and of itself. Yeah, like we meat did, is a whole food. We you know? ate meat this weekend because we were out for dinner. It was a special mm -hmm. occasion. Or we ate fish. And it's like, oh, that's a whole food. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, yeah it wasn't... I think it is... Um, it was obvious to me in retrospect. I think we both have become like healthier eaters. I think naturally as people age, you kind of have to. Otherwise, well, actually, maybe that's not true. But yeah. I will say now that we are healthier eaters, it's mm -hmm. so obvious to me when we eat like poorly, how much mm -hmm. worse I feel both physically and energy wise. I guess I'm always thinking about things not as how processed is this thing, True. which I now kind of want to think about because mm. it's kind of also fun and interesting because I love like, the let's idea. Let's go through our drawers and our fridge yeah. and like see what I also what. love knowing, like I love picturing where food came from. Like I think it's insane how cheap everything is at the grocery store when they're like, it's from Guatemala. I'm like, that's crazy uh -huh. that I'm eating this in Toronto. This should be more money. Mm -hmm. But just, yeah, now I kind of want to be like, oh, I'm about to eat this thing. Like, where was it produced? In a factory? Or was it, like, plucked right off a tree? And, right. Like, it's, it's just interesting. Yeah. And I think it's important to have everything in moderation. It doesn't yeah. mean, like, cut out that you can't have a balanced diet when you're including things that are snacks. Or even, like, a lot of people are afraid of carbs or, like, bread and things, which mm -hmm. are, are processed. And I'm not saying you should be eating lots of it or little. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, everyone has to find that balance for their own body. And you can definitely have a well-balanced mm -hmm. diet when you're also sometimes having like food that's quote unquote bad for you because it is sort of relative. Mm -hmm. If you're malnourished, then is anything really bad for you? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously you don't want like crazy intakes of salt and stuff, but any food is going to yeah. fulfill your body's needs if you're not eating enough. Yeah. So it is like if you're 
for the non rapid eye movement, high fiber, low sugar mm -hmm. and sugar is usually mixed in with processed foods. Yes. Like when I think about the times I'm enjoying sugar, yeah, it's usually processed foods, including like baking myself something, but I'm like that flour certainly is processed. Yeah. Like, I think it is important to think about even, even sometimes like, I don't know, like milks and stuff. Like I obviously yeah, get like, I don't know the full process, but I was thinking the other day, like I used to put like oat milk into my shakes and was just like, I don't know that it's really like giving me anything. Like, but probably a bunch of sugar. Yeah. And like, maybe I can just replace it with water because my thing already has like fruit to make it sweet. You mean you're talking about a smoothie? A smoothie that okay. I make. I used to put like uh, alternative milk into it. And then I just tried it with water one day and was like, oh, it's naturally sweet enough. I mean, the, there's like protein powder that has like sweetener in it. And I was like, I don't think I need that because I don't know that it's really providing yeah. me. There's probably not very much fiber and it's probably yeah. it has sugar in it. That's like making it taste better. Wow. And that's not processed. dragging on like oat milk. But no, but it is all processed because you're like, I obviously didn't like this milk didn't a come from a cow and even that's yeah. processed. And then cheese, even that's processed. It's like interesting. Yeah. And it's um, interesting to think about sort of new age health and environmental things. Like obviously oat milk is so much better for the environment than yeah regular milk and, and even most good. other milks and it's like a great alternative for even coffee and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. so i'm not saying like you have to remove it from your life but that's an example where you just be like oh it's healthier and maybe that's true but maybe it's not really yeah you know because it's like probably more processed yeah. okay that's diet cool i will say for myself i know it's made a huge difference and like that seems obvious but i think that's obvious because it's true like yeah. everyone knows when you're eating better you probably yeah. feel better i don't feel like i have sleep problems um two the other annoying one exercise okay <laughs> so i only say it's annoying because a i used to hate exercising i was always afraid of the and gym. diet and exercise is that it's annoying like you thing hear you it all hear. the time yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. i know me saying this probably won't change anyone because it didn't change me for a long time yeah until i was kind of just really fed up and sick of feeling this way and for me, exercise is like I had a major back problem. And that's what got me exercising more to fix. But and it, wait, now, wait, sorry, sorry, what does that have to do with sleep? They just say in general, it makes you sleep okay, better. So um, let's see. Sleep studies show that uh, exercise increases your total sleep time, okay. especially your non-REM sleep, which is like a really regenerative form of sleep. Like that's uh -huh. when your body and muscles are recovering uh, and it increases the over quality of sleep by exercising on a regular basis. Your subjective alertness improves hmm. the better exercise you get. Not better exercise, but more exercise. Um, and it takes participants less time to fall asleep if they exercise hmm. with fewer awakenings across the nighttime. Hmm. So this is when they've like taken groups and study them for, you know, a couple months and then they get them on an exercise regime and then see like how their life changes from oh, that for cool. 12 weeks or whatever. Um, the interesting thing, similar to diet with exercise, it was like, in these studies, exercising hard or well today does not correlate with how well you'll sleep tonight. So it's oh. not just, a, it was like kind of random, but on the overall, overall trend, if you have like a relatively more active lifestyle, yeah. and that also includes just like going on walks more regularly and just being more active as opposed to sitting at a computer all day, which we do. It's like, how can you make sure your body's moving more? That's also like annoying, but also good to hear because sometimes it's like, well, I worked out. Why am I not falling asleep? And that would make you go crazy because like, I worked yeah. out. But it's like, no, it's an overall thing. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so it's a little more annoying because it's like, of course, you're not going like, to maybe feel it as viscerally, but totally makes sense. Yeah. Like last night I was like, why am I not falling asleep? I went to get bed at a good time. I've been like working out. I wasn't like drinking or anything last night. I didn't have coffee too late. It's just sometimes you just don't know. Yeah. And so this was like, don't always count on exercise being the reason you're going to fall asleep unless you can kind of just generally in introduce it and keep it in your life. Yeah. And then the final sort of big one that is always talked about by sleep researchers and I think everyone can change uh, and easier than exercise and diet, I think, is a sleep schedule. So, oh, that's not easier. Is so, it? Okay. Easier is the wrong word, but it's like... I see. In it's some ways, intense, cognitively, yeah. a similar change. Like yeah, yeah. to then change diet, your entire yeah. diet is actually a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. everything you buy has to change potentially. The the patterns in your life, the habits in your life, that can be true about sleep schedule. But it's like your body literally works like a clock. Is it just this has to be the same every night? Yeah, it's always that, which is annoying. But How do you do that on the weekend when you have pride coming up? Yeah, I think that is the thing, but. Like any good change, it's like you just have to accept you're going to fall off it. Like, yeah. It's never going to be perfect. 
Yeah. yeah. Every weekend my sleep schedule gets messed up. Like any, despite how every t- leading up to Friday, I'm always like, no, this week I'm going to do my best. To- Sunday night. I'm like, I'm going to get to bed at 11 every night and wake up at seven 30 and go on a run. Exactly. And then the first day comes, I'm like, well, I'll just do it on Tuesday. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it's Saturday and you're like at a club raging. Yeah. But sleep schedule for people in studies is like one of the biggest indicators of energy levels. Like if you huh. can have a consistency, it's just like, Something I didn't so quite boring. realize. It's boring, but when you think about like no, it's so your body is constantly dealing with hormones and chemicals and things it's releasing, and it makes even total sense. light, light and yeah. dark are affecting what's happening in your body. And so, something a lot of people don't know is like the hour before you wake up, your body is starting to prep physically to wake up, cool. and it's releasing hormones, Boner. It's releasing chemicals, <laughs> and so. If that schedule is the same every day, your body just like starts doing it at the right time. You wake up more refreshed and like less sleep inertia because you're in sync with that process. Ooh, no, this is a bit different and it's probably maybe more of the, not the biggie, but the simple ones. I have for about six months had a cold shower every morning. Oh, true. I didn't put that in here, but it cold showers. It, well, it doesn't work, but that when you, <laughs> you know, when well, you leave, it doesn't work. No, like, I mean, like, it's not like at 2 p.m. I'm thinking about it, but when I like go downstairs, I think it's probably annoying for you because I know you're always kind of there. Like, looks like you've been like hit by a bus and you're like holding your coffee. And I'm always like, Hello! And it's like that time I'm feeling so energized because, yeah. And what I do is it's like, it's like a nervous system like shock. Yeah, it really is. And it and it it does work in the sense that you can't help but not kind of be like, holy shit. Yeah. And you do get used to it and it's really fun. But I, depending on the day, it'll be between 10 seconds to 20 seconds. I can hear you doing it sometimes. Of yeah. the shower. Goes, and you <laughs> Yeah. And you just I kind of it's like a cool, almost like medit like meditation on the day. Like if I'm like hungover, I'll be like, it's a 20 seconder. But if I'm kind of like, I feel good. I'm like, it's a 10 seconder. Or Mm. I'm like, you know what? It's an in-between. We're going to do 14 seconds. And I just put it to the coldest and then you go. (laughs) And then it, it, um, at least for, I don't know, five minutes you're you're awake. And sometimes it can like mentally help you because it's first thing in the morning. And when you have a bit of a perk first thing in the morning, it might help you be like, I'm fine today. It right. doesn't mean that I'm thinking about it at all later. No, but I do fair, it a lot before throughout the day if I'm ever tired too. There is interestingly a lot of research on cold showers unrelated to wakefulness, yeah. but related to health and wellness. That- and if you are a psycho, like um, capitalist, like man who wants to make sure <laughs> you? That he, what is it like the productivity dudes they like they talk about it in the most hilarious way right like they think they're like getting in cold water like and there's like some research but they 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 hyperbolically talk about it like it's gonna make them live forever and it's like really funny and i just want people to know that it's like not always yeah it might, say it but it de- like that is what the research has been on is like uh aging and longevity like yeah that those it's the same thing for um exercise it's like yeah putting your body sometimes through stress stress and extreme conditions Mm -hmm. but not so extreme that you injure yourself stimulates parts of your body that start repairing things yeah so the same way yeah but what got what what they'll do because i got into like ice swimming and swimming in the winter so i did a bunch of this research is it's exactly that it's like working out Mm -hmm. when your body's under safe stress it's very good for you think of hunter gatherers like Mm -hmm. they're under these like bouts of stress Mm -hmm. and that's good and so they kind of ignore every aspect of life, like sleeping and diet right. and exercise. Just, like, just have a cold And they're shower. just like, jump in this cold thing. And like your literal telomeres are going to lengthen. <laughs> and I'm, and it becomes a, almost like magical and pseudoscientific yeah. and a little culty and yeah. a little, um, all of a sudden you're yeah, worshiping literally now ru- worshiping a cult. Like it's like crazy. <laughs> and it's so funny that, that the cold water. And I, when I do it in like Ontario, the amount of people who go by and they're like, Oh man, you're one of those. Like they all like, uh, they'll, yeah, it's so weird. I'm like, well, not really. I, I mean, just, deep down you are a tech bro. <laughs> that's why I'm you, with so a different degree. You're, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're seeing it. If I was straight, I would be in Silicon Valley getting overpaid to ruin the world. Sitting in an ice tub sitting while in you're on ice your tub, laptop. Closing my eyes and like saying ideas to people and while they all are like you're a genius and then slowly I'm <laughs> and then literally like destroying the economy yeah i mean like maybe you're we like, need to like get more co- have children mine cobalt in like parts <laughs> oh of africa God. with no money that'd be a good idea yeah that's you with a different degree yeah but thank god i ended up this <laughs> <laughs> thank god uh, i'm curious to talk a little more about your relationship to like sleep and tiredness um 
Do you think you, because one other factor that comes in for a lot of people is your chronotype. So like if you're an early bird. You're my chrono what? Did you just burp? What is that word? The chronotype, huh? It's like when you naturally tend to wake and fall asleep. Oh, I'm definitely, you know, raised kid, broad daylight outside. Kids are laughing in the street. My parents are like, you're going to bed. So I definitely <laughs> went to bed early. And I think that more and more, I, I'm like, I'm... S- if I didn't have this type of job with this much freedom, I would for sure be going to bed so early. Like that's right. my always what yeah, I your natural liked. inclination. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of am like so surprised that I even live in this like reality where I can almost stay up till 1130 on a weeknight. Like I would never have pictured that's myself doing so, that. You're saying that like it's late. <laughs> yeah yeah because i think that is so funny because of the way that i'm I like i go to bed life. so early because of this life <laughs> yeah well i mean that's what i mean we're so different like i pictured myself being a teacher right. and needing to go to bed at 10 30 because i have to get up so at 5 yeah. or something because if i say i wanted to work out with that lifestyle yeah. you'd have to do it before work yes um whereas but, i yeah. used to truly like stay up till 2 3 4 a.m at the beginning, like when you were teaching and we were starting ASAP Science, so we didn't like have a lot of responsibility or I didn't, sorry, yeah. you were teaching and I was like able to just kind of do this on a whim. So you're, you know, I would genetic say a, night owl. A hundred percent. And my yeah. DNA test showed that as well. <laughs> so you can still do that. It's very difficult. Like you don't have anything to do in the morning. Well, so, so we used to have, like I've just slowly um, become more of a morning and, and your chronotype mm. can change also over your life. So I think I've shifted not only because of our structure of our life. In so society. We used to have like an office with a bunch of people and everyone would go in at nine. And I would feel like bad if I'm coming in at yeah. noon. And yeah. like they're like, my boss doesn't show up till noon. Yeah, that's <laughs> So there was a fair. lot of stress about that as well as even just like now we communicate with people on the internet like who live in different places. But there's still sort of this sense that like between ish nine to five, like I should be available. I know I could move out of that, but yeah. because we work with people and because you have a morning schedule, there's like, a, I'm just anxious in that way. I have a lot more guilt. If when I'm alone, like if I'm somewhere alone, I'll definitely naturally be like, oh, sick. I can sleep, go to bed super late, go to bed mm-hmm. two, wake up at 10. And, and I'm not like knowing you're awake and just like downstairs working already. Oh my God. But you should have more, be more autonomous. Like I'm not. It's, it's difficult not. though. Like when you live with someone, like I wake up if you wake up. I'm not blaming yeah. you because now I do. But I, you wake up before me. Now I am naturally like because yeah. of my sleep schedule. Like I But you truly, also like have been saying you can't sleep in and stuff like that. Yeah, because of my sleep schedule. Like I'm so trained now to get up for me. It's around eight that even on the weekend, even when I'm hungover, even if I went to bed at four, I still wake up at eight. Oh, I don't have that. I hate it. I can sleep if I'm tired. Yeah. I wake up and I'll just lay in bed being like, I feel so shitty I need to go to bed. You need to keep away. And the only reason I can do it, that phone's out of the room. I don't usually keep my phone in my room on the weekdays. Yeah. No, we can no. Oh, it's those. It's the the. No, but it's not for me. It's not my phone. It's oh, just okay. my phone. Also, when it's in our room, is not near me. It's at the other side of the room. I just mean I've noticed that on the weekend when mm. I can't sleep in, it's when I go. Oh, I'll just grab my phone. Right. Then all of a sudden you're stimulated, and then you're like, yeah, Oh, I'll just true. get up. Whereas that's what I true. do is when I stay up really late, I make sure the phone's not in my room mm. because that's the only way I can sleep in because the phone will calls you. And it gives you. Gregory. It's like, is it anxiety? <laughs> no, it's not anxiety. It gives you excitement. It really yeah. does. It's like. Ooh, fun. You're looking at yeah, your yeah. photos from the night before. You're texting people about the night. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, well, I might as well get off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's that for me. I think it's just that I try so hard for the sleep schedule during the week, every week, that it bleeds in. Yeah. It's a bit of like our, our blinds are not blackout blinds, too. So I think my body responds like really intensely to the light. And sometimes that if I don't get ahead of it, like I hate wearing a night mask. So sometimes I put one on in the morning and then I fall back asleep. But the delightness is like a huge part of people's light. Like yeah. your wake sleep schedule is highly impacted by the daytime. And that is something that is advised for even people who are insomniacs is to make sure you're getting exposed to daylight in the morning. Hmm. Uh, for everyone, it's recommended that you get like at least half an hour of daylight on your skin, in your eyes, so that your body is being stimulated. But for people who struggle with sleeping period, they say to try to get maybe an hour or two hours out in the daytime and then at night to make your lights a lot darker Hmm. in your house, like live in low light before you go to bed. Some people also love the feeling of like nighttime where no one's awake and Mm -hmm. they can, you know, they get a lot of like 
artists talk about like mm. painting and getting writing done but i'm the opposite i feel like depressed i'm like everyone's asleep oh like i feel like i'm not part <laughs> of like the group i'm like wait i didn't mean you're like jealous of them well i've always like- noticed that like there's like interesting artists and painters that i've been studying recently because i'm trying to paint more and a lot of them talk about painting at night because it's the only time and i get mm. that but then I'm like, but aren't you depressed like up all night? Whereas they're start talking about how happy and ecstatic they are yeah. to be alone. And I'm like, I don't yeah. want to be alone. I think that's, I, have, I don't do it anymore, but I think that's the relief for me is like, it is your own time. You're way less likely to be interrupted. You don't feel like you have to, there's like, no one's expecting anything of yeah. you at 2 a.m. It's kind of cool to like look out into Toronto mm-hmm. from the window and being like, everything's dead like it's cool you're like wow toronto is the city that seems to sleep yeah you're in new york (laughs) city honey i ain't gonna work that's true yeah toronto sleeps i love new york city i miss it so much i need to go back but i do remember traveling there as a kid and like getting up at like five for the rosie o'donnell show and there were (laughs) everyone's around i was like mom it really is a city that doesn't (laughs) sleep like i remember it there's just so many people (laughs) yeah but it was cool i remember even as a kid i was like five a.m and everyone's bustling (laughs) the city's amazing it's so funny anytime like i go anywhere and have to drive somewhere or like get up early and there's other people i'm like what are all these people doing awake and then I, I'm like, well i'm awake i always feel like such a loser when i get up early and look out the window and i see everyone on our street like going to work i'm yeah. like wow <laughs> like they actually do that i'm such a lazy piece yeah, of yeah we are definitely lucky okay what are the simple ones okay a couple simple tips i'm not gonna give them all because obviously i'm making a video and you have to watch that subscribe to asap science on youtube.com but some little uh little ones that aren't gonna make or break your life but are gonna help don't hit the snooze button okay oh yeah i made a video about this a yeah. long time ago and i've since that video never hit the snooze button and i guess yeah. it helps and i used to be a snoozer i used to hit it like two three four times it gives me anxiety to hit it now because it's like too. hell so what's gonna happen is if you set your like usually when people are hitting snooze they've set their alarm either earlier than they need to so you're like already cutting your sleep shorter and then those extra little 10 minutes your body like i said prepares to wake up it has like a natural cycle but when you wake up and then go back to sleep you're basically telling your body to go back into deep sleep like to restart the next sleep cycle even if you wake up in the middle of the night like you lay back down and your body's like, okay time to go back into deep sleep and so not only are you now like interrupting potentially that that wake up pattern it's not there anymore you've actually said no 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 we're going back for another sleep cycle so your body triggers a bunch of responses oh, shit. when that next alarm comes off you might be even more tired you might yeah. be coming out of a deeper sleep maybe not like you might have if your alarm's having to wake you up you might already be coming out of a deep sleep but it's just a risk. And it's like, if you're going to do it three or four times, it's probably way better to get that extra 40 minutes of sleep because 10 minutes isn't enough to get you into those zones where you're like benefiting. I know some people probably, and I used to feel like it did help me because maybe you're not actually falling asleep and you're just kind of like waiting there. And sometimes you're so tired that you're just like, I just am hitting snooze so I don't forget to get up, but I'm really just like lying here kind of waking up. Maybe that's a little different, but... Now I'm just like, max out your sleep. Yeah. Find a way to force yourself out of bed with that alarm so you can't hit snooze. Like maybe that means The invention of the snooze button was illegal. Yeah. It was <laughs> bad for thine human body. So that's one. That's um, an easy, that's a, that's a very simple. The other one, one is caffeine, which I'm drinking <laughs> a lot of today. Wait, what? So obviously <laughs> caffeine's like a cheat code, as we say, for like being less tired. And it's not like people can have a healthy relationship with caffeine. Two a day for me. And, and I is don't healthy? <laughs> the amount isn't necessarily the health problem. It's when you're having it. So, oh. and there are fast metabolizers, metabolizers of caffeine, but for the most part, you're probably average. Um, and so drag everyone caffeine's half-life is six hours. So if you huh. drink a coffee at 6 PM, mm-hmm. half of that caffeine will be in your system at midnight. <gasps> I just realized I had a coffee Saturday night after no. dinner. Remember? You- Dummy. I did. <laughs> you did. Because I was trying to pretend <laughs> I was in the Sopranos and I couldn't you sleep. Should have got a decaf. Oh my Oh gosh, my Greg. God. And I was, I was late sitting too. there trying to be like, what is this? It, oh my God. <laughs> I love how like you didn't even consider that. That's I like, completely I never, I, forgot. That's why I had that dinner. I was like, no, I'm not having coffee. Holy. It's way too late. Okay. 
Holy shit. However, there are some people who can do that yeah, because yeah, there are fine. like yeah. people who can just have it. Or if you drink so much caffeine, your body might just be like more used to that. Yeah, because I drink one when I get up usually like whatever it's usually mm. like eight and then like early afternoon and then i always have one between 12 and one and it's really actually quite insane for me I have, how past one if i don't have a coffee you go i yeah. go crazy i'm like hey mitch you look like shit like i literally <laughs> I'm like, like i'm literally just like i'll say the meanest shit like sometimes <laughs> i've been like working out and then been like no nope, and like dropped a weight and been like this is how <laughs> like and then i'm like oh my god and i go and get a coffee and i'm like it's like it, it has fix instant it, it's just like such a schedule mm -hmm. but i never have a coffee later than two except saturday and i was up all night oh my god i'm no, so you stupid know. you know when you're just and having that, a dinner and you just want to be italian for once in your goddamn <laughs> life you want to be tony soprano <laughs> and you were i wonder if tony soprano has bad sleep because of yeah his of course he does he was like the unhealthiest man ever <laughs> okay but yeah i mean it makes sense and so obviously 6 p.m is like an extreme example like typically they recommend not too late in the afternoon because that at least gives you time to metabolize it. Six hour half-life? Half-life. So, so that's still half, 12 hours not, till it's gone. You may not be experiencing the full benefit of the alertness yeah. of it, but it's still stimulating Ooh. your brain. It's still blocking. So what caffeine does is it blocks adenosine receptors, which make you tired, but then adenosine can't bind to it yeah. in your brain. And the other trade-off too is every now and then I try to quit caffeine because I realize my tolerance gets higher and higher and I need more. And your brain it does. It does. Your brain makes more receptors yeah. because it's like it, it's stimulated in that way. All this like adenosine receptors need more. And so you require more caffeine. And to me, it's like a slippery slope as I sit here having a third coffee yeah. in one day by Holy the afternoon, which shit. I never do. But it's really hard to come back off of coffee. Oh, and it's also just don't even bother. I'm not like, saying you need to, but no, my, no. Sorry, this the, is just me in general. When people are like, "I'm gonna quit caffeine," I'm like, "Yeah, good luck having the worst week of your life for no reason." <laughs> okay, well, I will say it's not bad for you. I'm not saying it's bad for you. You just need to hydrate. I'm <laughs> saying there have been times in my life when I'm addicted to caffeine, whether yeah. that's tea or coffee in the morning, maybe sometimes in the afternoon. That's the tea, honey, slay. <laughs> and then there's been times in my life when I quit and like slowly quit and found my way off. When I am not addicted to coffee, my mornings, I wake up so much easier. Yeah, that is true. A lot of people who don't drink coffee are like, hey, I'm the happiest person in the world and I found God. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like it's it, coffee. It feels like that is something I have not known since I was like, what, 18? Right. <laughs> and so there is something glamorous about that and that just the way that people sometimes like I quit caffeine and now I have so much energy mm -hmm. always and I'm Buddhist. Like it's like they always have the most intense reaction. I would say also though, it is such a confounded variable with your going back to sleep schedule. So True. I find it's so much harder. Yeah. I only now I've learned the hard way ever try to minimize my caffeine. So like I'm going to try <laughs> to go back to one coffee a day. I cannot do that properly. He says and, all on his third. Yeah, I cannot do that unless I have a week where I have a really good consistent schedule because that means oh. I will like be counteracting the tiredness gotcha. of the coffee. Like when you're not sleeping well, you need coffee gotcha. because you're tired. Yeah. So if you're going to try and quit coffee, you better be getting more sleep, better scheduled sleep, like thinking yeah. about that because that's going to compensate for that tiredness. Oh my God. I once tried to quit caffeine for a video and, <laughs> and the video never was, got made the video never got made because our whole team decided to do it we all were inebriated our one friend walked into into a door and it was also she thought it was the door to our office it was the wrong door i remember like really close friends coming over at 6 p.m to hang out and i lied and said i had a migraine because i was like i can't be around anyone mm. it was absolute hell and i had no friends who are catholic for some reason and they <laughs> do Lent for some reason. Lots of people do that. <laughs> and they try to give up a series of things, including Oh, you said caffeine. they're not Catholic. No, they are. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> and they will give up other things quite easily and just not be able to do caffeine. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. It's, like, hard. it's hard. In my experience, to... cold turkey is very difficult. And I have always now started doing it like Instead Weaning. of having a full coffee, if I only do one a day, doing like three quarters that day yeah, for it would a couple be, days and then doing half a coffee. But be, then you have the one day where you sleep bad and you're like, no, I'm going back to full yeah. coffee. <laughs> so, it'd be super cool to be that person, to be like, no coffee for me, thanks. Don't drink coffee. Yeah. I, my best life. Would it actually? <laughs> my best life is when I only need coffee like every so often. So like. If I don't have it on my regular day, but if I'm like a little tired today, have it. But that means like yeah. don't have it the next day and then the next day. Like it is then weird. I'm optimizing because then caffeine makes you feel 
amazing. amazing. Yeah, that's another <laughs> thing to be doing the caffeine after not. You're yeah, probably you're like, like I'm wrong. having the best day of my life. <laughs> yeah. Also, I do think it's kind of weird that we drink this bitter brown sludge. Like, if it was like, it's because it's a drug. No, that's I know, <laughs> and I, I just love the taste so much. But objectively, when I swish it in my mouth and taste it, I'm like, ew. It's like, oh, me too. So weird. It's like, why am I? It's like, I love it. It's a very interesting mm -hmm. substance. Like, it's like that adult thing. Like when your parents gave you wine, you're like, that's yeah. disgusting. And for yeah. some reason, now I drink wine, and I'm like, it is disgusting. Yeah, but I, think I just it really like is it. in both those cases because of the impact, impact. right? And this, which conditions this social you to like conditioning. Yeah. Like we're conditioned to like this brown sludge mm. and we're conditioned to like this rancid <laughs> fermented grape. Let alone that, like at least wine has like kind of tastes like juice. It's like when you're taking like shots, it's like no one can like that. I'm sorry. But like people like the yeah, effect of it. But I mean, it I'm does, sure some people shots, do like it. But. And shots are like when it is funny to watch people do it. Yeah. Like, like literally face like yeah. squeezing and feeling like they're going to vomit. It's like. That is crazy that people put themselves through that, but it's a drug. Yeah. As caffeine is a drug. Yeah. And so is sugar. That's what the kids are doing these days. I mean, I wouldn't say sugar is a drug. No, no, sorry. I'm talking about, I was, I just in my head went to like the kids at the party yesterday and I was like, uh, the parents are drinking beer and the kids are having sugar and right. you're kind of, it's like a bit similar and they're like, wow. Right, right. like they're, like, <laughs> they're getting like, it's actually like, sugar. yeah, that's a different episode. But, um, <sighs> The last, I have lots more tidbits. I'll just give one little one. Okay. Um, and it's related to alcohol. Same kind of idea. Like a lot of people think a nightcap puts them to sleep, which no. it kind of does. Oh, yeah. But it robs you of your REM sleep. Yes. I so like it might help you fall asleep, but it's actually like messing up your sleep cycle and your sleep stages. Yeah. So you're actually getting way worse sleep, even if you're like knocked out. Which is why you can sometimes day drink. <laughs> oh, like and get a good sleep if you're stopping. Well, at 6 same idea in terms of half life. It's like if you're drinking earlier yeah. in the day, and I'm not like promoting this, but in some no. ways, it's like if you had a choice between having a few drinks at night and a few in the day, you're actually <laughs> better off in the day because your body has time to metabolize. Only it. for your sleep, we've done Only, other oh. things, but then you can't function. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, then you're like <laughs> ruining oh, your whole day, not, and then you eat more junk food. Like you lose your yes, ability you're, to yeah. like. But alcohol is just this like really intense form of sleep disruption. Hmm. Not only you, you'll probably have to pee more at night if you're drinking before bed. It, it leads to impaired breathing at night. You're more likely to wake up in the middle of the night once the effects have worn off, etc. Okay, what about the pee thing? Because my trainer, the same straight man who told me that growth hormones released at night, and he happened to be right, <laughs> told me that he doesn't drink any water after 8 p.m. so that he doesn't constantly get oh, up and pee. 100%. I try I that too. All the time, though, I pee all night, and that's bad. But you're, like, an addicted to drinking water. Well, I like you do you get dehydrated easier, I think. And, but what happens is that night, I think, oh, my God, I didn't drink water. And I drink so much, and then I got up and pee, and I never consider its impact on my sleep, but it probably oh, isn't yeah. a good idea. It's like if you can – you want to be hydrated. Like, hydration is also related to alertness and, yeah. like, sleep quality, And obviously. I hate when – and everyone I got up and pee, I'm like, that's Tropicana orange juice with pulp. It's, like, disgusting. <laughs> like, I need water. But I would say, yeah, no, I specifically try to do that. And when I have – sometimes I'm, like, so thirsty at 11 when I'm going to bed or 12 when I'm And you don't? No, I do because when oh. you're so thirsty, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like, I can't – I need – I just need it. There's nothing better than when you have popcorn and your body gets absolutely <laughs> pruned to all hell. And then you get home. And you know those rare moments where you're like, I'm – so thirsty and the water hits your tongue and you're like this yes. is a nesty plunge uh, like it is the best feeling i kind yeah. of like want to not drink water and just to go to movies just to like feel the satisfaction of water of it. and it's crazy you can chug a full glassy like a bowl i drink water out of bowls too which some people what? think is weird yeah <laughs> yeah because then you get more water you you, you put it like like um when, all of a twist i've never seen you do this i don't know i i haven't done it <laughs> in years but when i was growing up my mom would always get mad because i would always drink water out of bowls because i would be like i just need it's it in me and i just like lift it into my mouth honestly no it was because my parents were so weird and they'd be like here's your glass and i'd be like this is a thimble for a child <laughs> like they never had big enough glasses right you're just like this more yeah. fits whereas i realized i grew up and was like i can buy my own glasses that are normal <laughs> pint size whereas they'd be give you those imagine we go to greg's house it's literally thimbles well, you I notice at my house, they're like, here, you want a glass of water? I'm like, yeah, I want four to equal one. <laughs> so I think that's what my like was happening. But my point is that that dumping of the water into the mouth when you need it is like 
the best. It's truly yeah, the best. It's, it's better uh, than coffee. Yeah, and at night it's a balancing act. It's the same with like food. Like you don't want to eat too close to bed because it's actually like you can have indigestion. It can impact your body's like doing all these things for you when you should be sleeping. Yeah. But you also don't want to go bed starving. Yeah. Like it, if you're hungry, you actually get worse sleep as yeah. well. So it's the same with liquid, I think. And everyone's body, like I think we could drink the same amount and I will pee more. And I think your mm-hmm. body actually needs the water more the or ma- uses yeah. it. That it's like finding for you. Because waking up to have to pee is not, it is interrupting your sleep. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is, it is. And you definitely have taught me that food thing too. Sometimes I go to bed and there's a grumble, grumble, I go down like in a stupor and I (laughs) shove my hands into like a thing of nuts and just like shove them in my mouth. Just like something, yeah. And then I always find it helps. I go back up and it might just be the thought of knowing I just gave myself a bunch of energy or glucose <laughs> but i do find i'm like oh that bag of nuts work and ernie's always like wakes up like what's he doing i'm like, like crunkling in there yeah <laughs> night eating cool um yeah that's so good. that that's uh, stay tuned if you want more tips i should have a video out in the next couple of weeks that's kind of like a quote-unquote master list of the most researched ones. you should call yourself like sleep mitch no because there's okay. like i don't actually have like any background but you're so than, into it like whenever yes. i have questions you always have answers i was like i'm sleep mitch like yeah you're not Hi, the branding guy i'm here. sleep mitch <laughs> that's my really cutting edge genius <laughs> brand uh but i hope this helps with your sleep problems yeah. particularly if you're someone who feels tired all the time which i i did feel that way and i honestly have come really far that's cool i think a big one for me last thing i'll say was i was diagnosed with minor sleep apnea but they said if you focus and sleep on your sides which i used to hate doing yeah it, it's, it's like in the normal range and so mm. i have i forced myself to i used to hate i love sleeping on my back now on my sides is more comfortable i still do sleep i'm on my a back, face but. sleeper and apparently for getting wrinkles as you age it's not that good oh really but we don't care because we love someone who ages naturally here yeah. on this podcast <laughs> and so you're gonna look great hence the don't botox worry. episode we still haven't got it yet yeah and it's annoying because everyone says like sleeping on your back is actually really good for you but i'm like i'm not allowed Oh, that's like sucks. it's like physically good for you in, in different ways. I you should know? try it and for your no, spine. <laughs> I could not actually. Yeah, and I do have a Drake and Kanye hunch, is what I call it. <laughs> the back of my neck has rolls like them, and I'm like, oh god, it's just it's just my struggle. <laughs> it's just your structure. Don't worry. All right, thank you all for listening and watching. Go get some sleep. Go get a nap. Do what you got to do. Get that sleep schedule going, and hopefully, I'll join you and not be so tired in the future. Also, <laughs> like as of tomorrow. <laughs> Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.